Okay, I think we need to cut to our first segment. Yes. Uh, this is called Pivot, Pivot, Pivot. There we go. Oh, it's so good. Everyone loves Ross. Everyone loves Ross. Actually, hot take. Do they? Ross was my least favorite character Really? I think he's a bad guy throughout the majority of the show, but it's wrapped in humor, so nobody actually like thinks of him as a bad guy. Have you ever but watched I think Friends actually... without the laugh track? No. Oh, my God. It is so good. Really? There's this one where it's like... Ross is like f- I don't know following someone in a trench coat or something I don't know mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be played off as like comedic love or something but they remove the laugh track so it's like oh this is it's actually <laughs> this creepy. is really creepy yes it's so funny yes. um but yes this segment on our show pivot is basically a, a great two sided issue. Uh, conversation. We're going to be playing sound bites on a hot button issue in B2B, and we're going to get both sides. Uh, you know, obviously, there's more than just two sides on a perspective, but we're going to pick two. We're going to have a little discussion, and we're going to break down how we feel about it. So, Tyler, what is this episode of Pivot on? We're going to talk about telemedicine today, Daniel, which is kind of an emerging trend in the world of, uh, you know, healthcare, basically. And so the idea that you could uh, visit a doctor by just hopping over onto your laptop, you tell him your symptoms, you know, you let him kind of like, I don't know, you open your mouth, you say, ah, they look in your throat kind of thing, you know, but <laughs> it's so that that's the basic idea is using telemedicine, using technology to remove that having to actually go get in your car, leave work and go to the doctor's office. Now you can kind of telemedicine in. Now, there are obviously pros and cons to this. Um, And so we're going to hear from Dr. Mac McCormick of Eagle Telemedicine. And he did a podcast with MarketScale talking about how if you are a good communicator, then this shouldn't be a problem, that you can still do your job effectively as a doctor. So here's what he had to say. A physician who is an excellent communicator on a bedside basis will typically be a very good communicator across a telemedicine encounter. A physician who's, you know, not as good a communicator and doesn't have the same skill sets as that first one, telemedicine engagement probably is not going to enhance those skill sets. If anything, it, it may handicap them a little bit more. Yeah, I agree with him there. Um, you know, I feel like the biggest part of primary care other than just obviously the literal care it comes down to the relationship between the physician and the patient um it's why you see people place so much of an emphasis on you know they don't really care about like which like insurance plan they're on or whatever what they really care about is finding a great doctor finding a great hospital someone that they feel comfortable with sharing the most intimate parts of their life with them and being open about here's what's ailing me here's what's uh you know what needs to change about my life how can you help me Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily think that would go away right with uh with telemedicine or with digitizing primary care um but i know we have a con opinion here that thinks otherwise. Yeah, so let's hear this. Uh, the, the con opinion is going to come from Dr. Mark Siegel, and he was on Fox Business, and this is what he had to say. I'm not totally, because, but then I want to say, I don't think I can be replaced or doctors like me. You know why? Half the time, the patient is telling me on their way out the door, by the way, doc, 
I have chest pain. By the way, Doc, I got to tell you, I'm getting divorced. By the way, Doc, my alcohol consumption is up. Hey, I started smoking again. I would lose that online. I would lose that online. And I think that takes the guts out of the doctor-patient interaction, and that's how I was trained. So he's basically saying that uh, too much of the interaction, too much of the comfortability happens in that interpersonal communication that occurs inside of an office. Now, I definitely see what he's saying, Mm -hmm. and I think I've probably been guilty of the same thing. However, it feels like our lives are becoming more digital. You know, we're, we're doing more stuff over the internet, more stuff online, more stuff via telemedicine and that sort of thing. So I, this seems like a trend that's not going to go anywhere. So it's going to be up to the doctor and also the patient to make an adjustment because I think that this is going to be something that only gets more and more popular as our generation grows up, gets older, has to see doctors on a more regular basis. I think this is going to be a trend that you can't actually stop or slow down as more digital natives kind of make their way into out of adolescence and into you know kind of maturity. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's think about what do you really do when you go for a checkup? Um, often you get your um, blood pressure measured. Sure. Um, you know, th- you get like sort of a physical examination. Um, let's say you go for a specific reason. Uh, you know, maybe the doctor um, looks down your throat with, you know, the bright f- flashlight. I-, I wish I knew the terms for all these, but... Something a scope probably. Sure. <laughs> um, stethoscopes obviously to listen to your heartbeat, but whatever. I'm not going to get into the details here. There are a lot of tangible things that need to happen in that visit. I am a little concerned on how possible is it to really do all of that digitally. I feel like symptom reading and communication is doable digitally. Is mm-hmm. doable with telemedicine. But once you get into really diagnosing what's happening with someone or having to make critical, uh, I don't know, tests for someone's health, at that point you still need to bring them in. Well, look, yeah, I don't think this is going to be for every situation. For right? sure. But but I, I guess we just need to – we need to be clear on where that distinction is because we also don't want to sell telemedicine as a replacement – for going in to actually see your doctor to the point where you think, oh, I can just get the care I need by chatting through my doctor through a managed chatbot service mm-hmm. or by, um, you know, the equivalent of Skyping in with my doctor and, and checking in with them there. Um, I, I feel like to really get to that point where it almost completely replaces going to the hospital, we're going to need complete integration with other technology, including wearables. Oh, I think I think wearables are a huge part of this. Yeah. And as they begin to not begin, they, they've started to become a larger and larger port, portion of what we do on a regular basis. Like I wear a Fitbit a lot of the time and that kind of thing which measures your heart rate and your resting heart rate and all of that sort of thing. And so as that becomes a more I guess widely used kind of thing. And again, I think there's an older generation that's skeptical of this kind of technology that says, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sit on my computer and and talk to the doctor, or I'm not going to wear a thing around my wrist that tells me how far I've gone or, you know, gives me my heart rate. That's just not something that's going to happen. I think with certain segments of the population, but I think that as our generations get older, um, then I think we'll continue to see more and more of that, uh, already in the marketplace so then it's it's not one of those things of okay tell me what your heart rate is right now it's like that's already kind of integrated in don't you think yeah and and let's think also who this is really going to help i think in concept telemedicine 
is going to assist rural communities or communities that have less direct access to hospitals. I mean, we've already seen the decline of rural hospitals. It's it's plaguing these communities. They're losing their only local health care center. And that's a problem. Uh, you know, if you don't have basic access to health care, that I mean, that that's an issue. I think Absolutely. we can agree that's an issue. Um, but on the flip side of that, and this is a, a report that I found on um, Becker's Hospital Review dot com. This was a uh, an editorial for the BMJ by Dr. Martin Rowland. And basically he said that digitizing primary care might actually do the flip. It might actually exclude some of these neediest populations. Interesting. Which is is interesting. Um, and he bases a lot of this off of one, uh, one study. But basically this was an independent evaluation out of the UK. It's by this service called GP at Hand. And it required all patients to seek primary care um, with a smartphone consultation to at least start there. Um, only if the ailment couldn't be solved virtually would they then go to the clinic. Mm-hmm. And what they found was that according to the evaluation, almost 100% of the people that were using this GP at hand service were aged 20 to 64, which is, is a nice wide range. But the majority of them lived in affluent areas and only a fraction of them actually had chronic care issues. Right. So they tested it out, and it turned out that the the majority of people that were using it and then consuming their uh, primary care physician's time were not the neediest populations. It was people that were generally healthy, were just checking in. Hmm. And is that distracting physicians from spending their care time on – Populations that really need it, people with chronic care issues, maybe people in those rural populations that need full care services. That's a fascinating conversation to have. It, it sure is. So we're going to have to continue to unpack that on a, on the next episode of Pivot. 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 <laughs> Pivot. There it is. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Fridays at 8 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or MarketScale.com.